Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. Viking Hot Takes. Welcome to week six. The Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers. Can our Vikes get back to 500 before the bye week? It's been a tough road so far in 2021, and two and four just wouldn't be good enough. Jobs might be on the line. So buckle up and let's go. Eric, how are you doing, my man? I'm good. I, I mean, it, a win's a win, right? I mean, it was real ugly, and it looked like the Vikings were going to do, you know, add another volume to the encyclopedia of ridiculous losses. But uh, hey, Greg Joseph, just put him behind fifty yards, and he's automatic. He's five for five from there. He's missed a couple shorter, but especially the forty-nine-er, forty-nine yarder that he left short. But um, yeah, it's uh, wasn't exactly the most convincing win. Didn't you know? Doesn't really make you feel. Great going into Carolina, but uh, going in at two and three is a heck of a lot better than than one and four. And hopefully they can uh, fix some of uh, what has been going wrong and uh, get back to 500 because they're really going to need it, I think. Well said. Well, y'all know the format. Six questions. We love y'all answering them in the comments as we go along. We're going to move quick here. So, Dave, can you please put the time on the clock? And I'm just going to start asking with the first question. Eric, do you love or hate how they rotated in Christian Derrissaw? Well, I mean, I love that they started rotating in Derrissaw. You know, okay, I'll give it a percentage. I'll give it about, I loved it about 42%. You know why? Because Derrissaw played about 42% of the snaps. I think it was 28 out of 67 or something like that. And, you know, Derrissaw didn't play a perfect game by any means. I mean, there were definitely some issues with his hand placement and the pass blocking. And some of his positioning was a little bit off, I think, on on the zone run blocking. So there's definitely room for improvement. But you know what I liked best about his offensive debut? He wasn't Rashad Hill. That was my favorite part about it. That was he did he did that part really great. I mean that's I mean again I I know that they finished pretty close in PFF grade. I think Rashad was a sixty or fifty six mm-hmm. and Darisaw was sixty. But I mean the upside for Darisaw is so much greater. I mean if look at it this way. I mean if if Darisaw is as good or a little bit better as, as Hill right off the bat, it's a no brainer as to who you should start going forward. So yes, I like yeah. I I. I, I get why they rotated him in. They did it, I think it was two drives at a time, things like that. But Derrissaw looks ready enough. It's not like Hill's lighting the world on fire. And there was a couple, you know, I think uh, our buddy Luke Braun posted that one clip of Rashad Hill just basically getting one hand shoved back. And Hill had yeah, some good moments yeah. too. But all things being equal, play your first rounder. Get him that experience. And he's definitely got all the potential. If he can sort out some of the technique things, I mean, it, I, I just don't understand. Sounds like they're probably going to rotate him in again. Mm-hmm. Give Darisaw the keys. Let's, let's go with our left tackle of the future. That's what you drafted him for. Yeah. So, I mean, not to get technical, but if you only loved it 42%, then you hated it more than you loved it, right? I mean, you're ready, sure. you're, yeah. you're ready to see him in 100% of the time. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I don't see why not because it, yeah. unless there are some glaring red flags that the Vikings coaching saw, the coaching staff saw in, in the film, I, why not? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me to keep that rotation. I mean, it's the whole, if you, if you have, you know, two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback kind of goes the same thing with left tackles, get him those snaps. <laughs> if you have, you know, that's, that's the number one thing I'm mm-hmm. in 
in the offensive line is you want that continuity. You want to know what you have the guys on either side of you. I mean, I look back at the the Falcons Super Bowl season. They didn't have an outstanding offensive line, but they all played, I think, all 16 games. And that's basically what the Vikings need. They they need that con- continuity. They have the other four pieces, I think, that are going to be starting for the remainder of the season. Put Darisai in there now. And, yeah, he'll probably take some lumps, but probably no more than yeah. what Rashad Hill is doing. Yeah, you know, maybe I'm I'm a little more – happy with the rotation I think it's a smart move just because maybe I'm looking too much into just like body language but the the actual player dare saw he played well he had some good moments some bad moments but he looked like like he was so focused like in the zone not in the best way like there was a lot going on blitzes assignment calls and with only 12 practices like Mike Zimmer said I kind of get the reasoning for moving him along slowly. So I'm okay with it for one more game against the Panthers. We'll see what they do. But after the bye week, after he's up to like a full month of practicing, he's got the stadium experience under his belt. He's got the game day experience under his belt. I agree. Let's get him in there. Let's start the future. Yeah, I think I'd be okay with one more. Yeah, I'd be okay with one more. Then after the bye makes a lot more sense. All right, my first question. We've had kind of the Jekyll and Hyde team right now. So who's what's better right now on the Vikings? Is it the offense or is it the defense? It, you know, it's kind of an easy question. I think the fans in the comments will agree. It's clearly the defense right now, which is pisses me off to say, honestly. <laughs> um, and I think we are overrating the performance against Detroit a little bit. You know, they're not the best offense. Um they're a little conservative, too, in terms of running versus passing the ball. But the offense also, like our offense was bad that game, which meant that our defense was always on the field. And yeah. you started to see them gain some form. Barr is back. Anthony Barr is back. Everson Griffin is playing well. Patrick Peterson had those, those pass breakups. They're starting to play like a top 10 unit. They're ranked like a top 10 unit in DVOA. And the offense, you know, definitely needs to show us more, not just in play calling, but the run game is really struggling. And I just don't understand why they're running so much. So it's the defense. The offense is, again, back to a work in progress. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy for me. Like, if you would have asked us, we were both at that Seattle game. At halftime yeah. of that Seattle game, you're like, what's better, the offense or the defense? We would have laughed you out of the stadium because it's like, of course it's the offense. The defense can't stop anyone, right. and the offense has to carry them. And five halves later, it's almost the exact opposite. And, yeah, like you touched on, they're they're eighth in DVOA. They're sixth in pro football focus grade. It's uh, like it's kind of not close. And I think they're still in the top 10 in points allowed now. I think they're ninth uh, in points allowed. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy to think. I mean, this is a team that could not stop anyone for the first uh, 10 quarters of the, of, the, of the season. And for the last 10 quarters, they've been pretty stout. And uh, like, like you mentioned, I think Patrick Peterson had his best game as a Viking last week against the Lions. He had a couple big plays. Uh, DJ Wonham finally mm-hmm. showed up. I thought he had a really, yeah. really good second half. He made a couple big plays. Mm-hmm. Did it even pulled a nice Everson Griffin spin move? Uh, got a couple pressures. So if the defense is finally holding their end of the bargain, it, it, it just it's it's so maddening. It it feels like a, a game of whack a mole with the Vikings. It always does. If it isn't one issue, something else pops up. All right, we took care of this issue, and something else is popping up. So hopefully the defense can stay in the form. And 
I think we're mm-hmm. going to touch on this in future in in questions later in the in the show here. But yeah, the the running, the second and ten. I mean, it, again, every analytic site and every study has has shown you running on second long is very bad. And what do the Vikings do more than just about any other team is run on second? Like I I think I tweeted yeah. out, okay, this isn't funny anymore. Like the, I'm, the joke is over. Like, can we please stop running on second? Ten? And again, yeah. Madison is a fine backup. But there are every week that he plays, there seem to be a few spots where it's like, oh, he completely missed a hole where he, he, he left 10 yards in the field, things like that. And when you're doing that yeah. on second and 10, it's absolutely maddening. They got They have to figure it out on that side of the ball. I mean, yeah, I it's think uh, our, 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 our Nick John, he, he said he had a great uh, – he goes, it depends on what half it is. I'm like, that's, an actual, that's another part of it because the that's offense true. actually still looked respectable in the first half. And we'll touch on the, on the second half in one of the future questions. All right. So what do you got for the second one? Man, it like you're saying, it's whackable. It's a roller coaster ride. It's a nail biter every week. Our hearts are pumping. How many one score games are we gonna play this year, Eric? Too many already. I mean, we're at four out of five so far, right? And so if you extrapolate yeah. that yeah. out, I think that's either thirteen or fourteen out of seventeen games. And to be honest, that kind of feels like what it's going to be. I mean, I think overall, I, I, if I had to guess, I would say less than 13, hopefully just for my, my wow. heart. I'm in my 40s now. I, I can't handle that kind of stuff. But, I, I you know, it, it's probably not going to be much less than that. I mean, this is this Vikings team, as, they, as they're playing right now, like we said, they're, they're up and down. They're a roller coaster. It feels like overall, though, they're a very middle-of-the-road team right now in the NFL, and that probably means they won't be blowing out a lot of teams, and they probably won't be getting out blown out a lot. So there are going to be a lot of these games where most weeks, I mean, we're sitting, you know, if I'm at home, I'm pacing around with my hand on my head, you know, just <laughs> basically, you know, uh, taking years off of my life and or if I'm in the stadium and I'm just absolutely grimacing or grabbing whoever is closest to me. So it's, um, I really, I think there's, this isn't going to be the end of it. And this, this Carolina game, I think the two teams are pretty evenly matched. I would not be, I'd be pretty surprised if either team wanted to blow it. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, twelve. Plus, like uh, we have people uh, agreeing in the comments, so it's like I mean, at this rate, who knows? It could be sixteen. Maybe we could be going down to the oh, last minute, and last play. <laughs> it would just be nice to have one complete game from the Vikings, but that's probably asking too much. Um, what do What do you think? Are, well, are, we are, are, we, are, de- are we, we technically do have one complete game against the Seahawks, but right. <laughs> but it's still just it seems like so long ago. So, like you said, thirteen or fourteen. 14 would be the most in franchise history. Uh, 13 is the most right now. It was in 1999. Ooh, Eric, do you was, know who the quarterback yeah. was in 1999? Well, that was post. Was that our boy Brad Johnson at the time? No, it was Jeff George, wasn't it? It was Jeff George. Yeah. Jeff yep. George, yep. Randy Moss, Chris Carter, little yep. Robert I remember Smith, that you know, yep. John Randall was still on the team. So actually in 1999 they started 2 and 3 and they finished that year 10 and 6. They won 8 out of their last 10 football games, all nail biters all the way through. Beat the Cowboys in the playoffs, no big deal. So there's hope. There is hope. That's all I'm saying right now. <laughs> You're not going to get anything more out of me than that. But it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Hey, any glimmer of hope is better than none. Um, speaking of hope, I hope 
the Vikings will score a, a second half touchdown sometime in the near future, maybe this week even. Um, I'm asking, my, my question is overall, you know, when will the offense, I'm kind of tongue in cheek here, that when will they yeah. score a second half touchdown again? But I have to read off the last 28 possessions since Dalvin Cook scored in week Do one. It which by the way is the only rushing touchdown that the Vikings have this season. And that should have been, that should have been a Justin Jefferson touchdown anyway. And these are their okay. possessions, punt, punt, field goal, punt, fumble, punt, field goal, punt, punt, missed field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, punt, 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 interception, downs, end of game, punt, punt, interception, punt, field goal, missed field goal, fumble and field goal. That is 28 straight possessions without the number one thing you want to do. What gives here, Flip? Are they ever going to score a second half touchdown again? I mean, the the problems is those field goals are all like 50 yarders. They're like not even close to scoring right. a touchdown. I think I don't think Dalvin Cook was the only one week one or the only touchdown though. Didn't that fan in uh in week three didn't he <laughs> score a touchdown? Was that in the first? I thought that was still in the first half, though, wasn't it? Uh, he may but, have been yeah. out of bounds. I don't know if he got the pie. I think the security. Yeah, I think the security guard got him. I mean, he. I think he knocked him out out of bounds, but he did get a piece of the pylon. I think we'd have to go to the instant replay for that yeah, guy. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we've got to sign we'll him see. up. Yeah, I he, think it was. It was in the first half, though. It, yeah. Seriously, though, they'll score a touchdown when they try to, like throw the damn football, mm-hmm. and. That's literally all I have to say about this question. The it's not just that the Vikings like to run the ball. It's that they're bad at it. They're what? They're 29th in rush success rate. They're 26 in adjusted line yards. The run blocking isn't good. The running backs haven't been effective. I am all for the Vikings running the football if they're actually great at it. But that's not what's happening here. They're doing what they're terrible at. Do what you're good at. Pass the ball to Justin Jefferson. Pass it to Adam Thielen. Use Kirk Cousins' arms. And you know what? If you do that and you get a league, then Daniil Hunter can rush the passer. That makes Anthony Barr's job easier. Eric Kendricks is great in coverage. Like, do what you're good at. That's my only request for the offense. does not have to be this complicated. Yeah, and... Last week drove me especially insane because they had the 10-point lead and they spent most of the second half playing not to lose. It went ultra-conservative. It did the, oh, here's a run, here's a run, oh, it's third and long. Well, here's a really slow-developing screen. Bet you haven't seen that on film yet this year. I mean, it's it's too predictable. It's too stiff. Again, you have – what is what is Kirk Cousins really good at? He's really good at rolling out and throwing on the run. He's really good at play action. There just has not been enough of that. And you can't really blame the game script because we just talked about how close most of these games have been throughout the time. So it's not like it's it's out right. of hand either way. And it's not like the run has to be effective for play action to be effective. So, again, it's just mixing it up. Like the the – the opening scripts are obviously good. Kubiak is putting together some nice opening drives where they're they're keeping the opposing defenses on their toes. They're mixing it up, and they're going to different targets, and they're they're average. You know, they're they're mixing up the depth of the targets, and they're taking some of those shots. And then it just dries up in the second half. It's it's really maddening to watch. The good news is the Vikings seem to be aware of it. At least in these press conferences, they the Zimmer talked about they were scouting themselves this week, and you know that's something they usually do over the bye week. But yeah, they need to do that because obviously what what they're you know, the first the first step is admitting that you have a problem, right? And the Vikings are at least there, yeah. but now they have to act on it. That's that's gonna be the next step for me. Yeah. Well, we'll see. 
We'll find out the hard way, and it comes down to the head coach. So, Eric, my third and final question, fill in the blank. Mike Zimmer is the blank best coach in the NFL. Why'd you put a blank there, Flip? I mean, all you I want do the is take fans to blank. comment here That's now. That's my answer, baby. It does, they have, he's oh, the no, best, best no, coach, I'm number kidding. one. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. Okay, so maybe he isn't the best coach, and maybe he hasn't a bit of a session with running the ball, and the league has been going the other way for more of a de- more than a decade, and maybe still has some issues with clock management and his temper. But I mean, again, I, I'm kind of joking here. Obviously, the, the Zimmer is not without his flaws. I'm still putting him in the upper half of coaches in in the league. I think overall, again, he like just look what he's done with that defense. Again, I thought we, you know, it was probably unrealistic of us. Oh, yeah, we are getting some outstanding comments <laughs> in most averages. <laughs> I love that. That's that's um that's not too bad actually. But like, I still think he's in the I I maybe not in the top ten, but he's he's around there. I think you could do a lot worse. I think we've seen a lot worse at head coach. I, he can still coach up a defense. We, we, I think we probably expected him to be top 10 right out of the gate. But look where we are. We're only five weeks in, and we just rattled off a whole bunch of top 10 stats about that defense. He's good at what he's good at. I just wish he was a little better at the things that he's not good at because that's really kind of what's, I think, limiting this team in a lot of areas. But I, the, the blanket, the, I mean, almost every time that something bad happens, every you know, I'll comment on a play during a game, mm-hmm. I'll get six tweets. Hashtag fire Zimmer. I'm like that. He is not the root of all the problems. I think he's still yeah. overall a pretty good coach. He hasn't lasted this long in the NFL just by kind of skating by that said, there's definitely room for improvement, but you know, if for all the fire Zimmer people, okay, what's your contingency plan? Are we going to wait for Eric Bianami to come here next year? Is he going to be around? Is he, you know, that's going to be a hot name. Are we going to get some of these other uh, coaching names that are, should be available towards the end of the year? You know, just be careful what you wish for, I guess. That's like, yes, Zimmer is not a, a perfect coach by any stretch of the imagination. But again, I think you could probably do worse. What do you think? Where do you, where would you rank? Yeah, him? you know, I, I think he's closer to 20 than he is 10 right now. And I think in okay. terms of replacing him, it's a coin flip. Sure. I mean, we don't want to talk about the bottom 10 coaches in the NFL, especially not this week. We don't want to talk about interim coaches or anything like that. But it's like... I mean, I think he started this year at 15 and there's coaches that are that are surpassing him. And it's it's results. I'm not even critical of his style or, you know, of his defense first approach or of his development of the players. It's about wins. If if our coach is going to be average, then you like Zimmer is supposed to be a competitive advantage. And if he's just average then he's not a competitive advantage. And if Kirk Cousins is just average, then he's not a competitive advantage. So what are the actual things that like the Vikings are going to do to get over the hump? Because if it's not the coach, I don't, it has to be the coach. And so average isn't good enough eight years into this thing. Yeah, that's totally fair. And I think that's where a lot of the, I mean, uh, I was kind of chuckling during some of your answers because I was reading the comments. <laughs> there were some really good, yeah. um, most <laughs> fill in the blank uh, uh, kind of coach. So I think uh, most of the people are uh, more on your side, more towards the lower half. Again, maybe I just have a soft spot for Zimmer because I've, uh, but again, yeah, it's a results hey. driven league. It's, it's, it's eight years. And uh, it's, you know, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I'd be surprised if they keep him around. Yeah. Yeah, so, and hey, so, win win some games. Win some games. That's all we're asking. Yep. 
Well, speaking of which, that transitions nicely into my final question in our last two minutes of the of the show. Is Sunday's game a must win for the Vikings to make the playoffs? I, I I'm not talking about the playoffs until this team is 500. So let me rephrase okay. that. Win a game. Oh, yeah. Win the yeah. first road game of the year. Get back to 500. I don't even know what you're asking me to do here. It's week six. Like, can we talk about the actual game? Why do we have to talk about playoffs? It's week six. Playoffs? Well, because, yeah, because it is week six. And I feel like personally that this, they have to win this game to be taken seriously to, to be able to make the postseason. That's, I, I don't like the position that the Vikings are in, but that's why I asked the question is it feels like, of course, you know, the mathematically and maybe the, the NFC North doesn't end up to be that good or more likely the Packers just run away with it and hide and the Vikings are scraping for the seventh seed at the end of the season. But yeah, it just, it feels like, that's why this game feels so important because this is it's a toss-up game. It feels like mm-hmm. uh, I, I think Vegas line. I've seen it flip back and forth. I think the the Panthers opened as like a one-point favorite. Now maybe the Vikings are one and a half-point favorite. Either way, it's a very evenly matched game. So that's why it, it's it really feels like okay if you're if you're going to make this postseason, if you were going to save your job, Mike Zimmer and or Rick Spielman, it better start on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah, the the Panthers. You know, on the road, it will be a tough test for our offense. They have a really good pass defense, great corners playing well. Dante Jackson, A.J. Boye. Uh, When the Panthers have the ball, we'll see how Christian McCaffrey looks. But they were really cooking the first three games of the year. So we have to pressure the quarterback. And and that's going to be the thing. Get back to 500. Win this game. Will they, though? Eric, what's your score prediction? Well, okay, that we we made it just under the clock here. There we go. But so, all right, my score prediction. I'm going to hold out hope here. I think it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be another one of those games where I'm pacing around my living room or where I happen to be watching the game. <laughs> I'll stick with the Vikings. I'll say 23-21, and I think it's going to be a battle throughout. But I I like the the matchup against Carolina's uh, offensive line i think the defense is going to finally give the vikings offense some short fields they're going to maybe punch in a, a touchdown or two i, I still said 23 because i that'll probably be three touchdowns and in, in a field goal a 50 yard field goal and what but one missed extra point <laughs> wow daniel after calling zimmer the reddest coach of all time the most win win blown coach of all time is now picking the vikings to win by 10 wow daniel hey. i see you i see you uh, that that, might, know that what? might be more of a comment on Sam Darnold than the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only doing this because I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to play. I think Doesn't all score like predictions right are going to be in that range. I'll take a one-point win. Vikings 21, Panthers 20. That's the most okay, optimistic I can be. Throw the damn football, Mike Zimmer. Yep. Hopefully some of that self-scouting work because the Vikings are definitely going to need it because uh, the, the next five games are not fun after the bye. No. So. Oh, no. I, I Actually, I don't want Mike Zimmer to throw the football. I want Kirk Cousins to throw the football. Call yeah, a pass play, Clint Kubiak. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Thanks, y'all, for joining, man. It's been fun. Eric, always a pleasure. And enjoy the it game, was- y'all. It should be a, a really fun one. Uh, thank you so much for everyone in the comments. Uh, this some of your best work today. I think we got to talk about Zimmer more going forward, just to get some more superlatives and adjectives about it. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>
As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Let's go, everybody.